what is the best use case for generative AI ultimately? What will it be? I think her is a great example. It's a forever assistant that's with you all the time. You're referring audio, to the movie right? her, yeah? The movie her, right? Yeah. Who's going to do that? Apple's going to do that, right? This is why Sam Altman has partnered up allegedly uh, per reporting with Joni Ive to create some type of hardware product. Because at the end of the day, ChatGPT is still an app. It's that interface. Because Jack, you, you've talked about interface, right? It's going to get swallowed by the interface. The problem is that that interface is not the best interface. Uh, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. We've got the NI gang here today. Beanie Fan, Jack Butcher, and Beanie Bilal. We got the memo trunk. Jack, what's going on? Where's your hat, mate? We need a little no, NIA hat boys. for you. I had a little, uh, had some photos taken this morning, boy, so I did my hair. There we go. That's good, bro. Cleaned it, cleaned it up. Cleaned it Rafa, up. Thank you very can much. you pull up a picture <laughs> put, put of a beanie Edge? on it? Edge the guitarist from U2 and compare him to me and Bilal. Or oh, yeah. is our listener? You know what's so funny? Every time now, I like I know the large majority of listeners are on a, a podcast, a Spotify or Apple. Don't come over to the YouTube and look at this. But if you want to see me and Bilal looking like Edge from U2, come over here. There we here. go. There we go. Um, anyway, boys, we got to jump straight into this because it's been an absolutely mad week we got open ai dev day to talk about we got elon's grok the chatbot x.ai rishi sunak and elon had a chat we might touch on that sbf takedown from biology um we'll see if we get any more but we gotta start off with meme of the week and this week is only gotta be board ape yacht club and by the way before i share this jack in our private group chat shared a screenshot from like episode three or something and it was a depressing sight because literally you had Board Ape Yacht Club on the screen from episode three or whenever it was. And you see the prices there live. Me and Trung are just sitting there looking like absolute lemons, just looking at it like, oh, yeah, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Point two ETH on the screen, millions of dollars on the screen there. And me and Trung were just snapping, you know what I mean? That, so, was, that was like, we joke about the show. It's called Non-Investment Advice. Except if you were listening to Jack Butcher in the spring of 2021. <laughs> but Jack has gone on to say, I'm not owning that. Because if I own that on the way up, I need to own it on the way down. That was a wild time. That was a wild time, man. Anyway, I'm going to so share the screen. Yeah, not, oh, go on. I was just saying, yeah, the title still applies. <laughs> All right, meme of the week, people. If you are listening, you might want to pop over to see this. The Boarding Yacht Club held an event in Hong Kong. I believe Jackie you know more than me. Jack's been keeping me abreast of what's going on in Hong Kong. And uh, we saw some some footage of said event came out. And uh, people, Naraj Agrawal, legendary crypto Twitter commentator. Uh, and uh, he posted this video of this. What is going on, Jack? What is happening in this scene right now? Mate, lads having a good time at Ape Fest. There we go. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it does look like a good time. They're having a great time. What are you expecting? You know, I think this is a funny thing. The funny thing about the, uh, we should do the, uh, we should do the, uh, you should just cut to the, the laser eyes thing. Okay. Okay. So for people that uh, didn't see that, but anybody that was watching via YouTube, you probably are just just killed over stitches for listeners. It was like uh, the board at yacht club event I mentioned and just dudes, lots of dudes having a good time. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. To be fair, that's the best fun in a 
like that, dancing in a in a circle like that. Oh, just gonna dance circle without the dudes. Okay, okay. That's fair like you, you, know you remember at uni laughing. college days, trunk. Did you you must have had a few lads just throwing each other around? Man, that what exactly? <laughs> you lads throwing just each other jumping around. in? No, well, no, no, I did not have a few. You lads were on the Sean Paul lifestyle. Okay, hold no, on, Blau. Uh, I I dis I disagree with that assessment. With the th- it's true, it did happen. A lot of lads were throwing each other around. But yo, uh, what we have to say though is this: what actually happened, Jack? Can you explain what happened in this event, which became controversial? Well, there was a tweet I think the night of from somebody who said like they woke up in a hotel room six hours after they left the event and their eyes were like glued shut. Like, what happened? Did something ha- like was something going around? And it turns out. Something I've seen there's 15 people out of 2000 had like eye issues after going to this event because of some like, the speculation is some crazy UV on the stage, like damaging people's eyes. And then obviously, you know, I'll preface this with that's a horrible thing to happen to anybody, but the like comedic value of laser eyes and this, you know, this, community oh man it's funny this is that this is the thing that gets board ape club back into the the mainstream news cycle yeah. right it's like <laughs> i and they did this they they put out this official tweet that was like i related issues or so there's some language in there that just like spurred the meme on like crazy man. and uh yeah swiss people just had a field day with it man it was me you know mimetics playing out in real time well, i think everybody who everybody's like you know in decent shape now but it was like staring into the sun for like six hours or something on the effect i mean one of the funniest tweets i saw was uh these individuals that were blinded by the boarded yacht club uv lights it looks like they were also blinded when they purchased nft to begin with (laughs) i was just like it was just not jack it's like the perfect it's the perfect joke the fact that there's something called laser eyes and this happened yeah Yeah. i'm obviously Uh, again to reiterate what jack said terrible if someone actually got terrible 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 times but i mean you gotta you gotta appreciate the humor in it man that is mad yeah it's man, very you gotta funny. laugh at it you gotta laugh very at funny it. it's extreme right. but not that funny though tossing lads around <laughs> tossing, tossing lads are... that phrasing as i can tell you right now as a non-brit that phrasing of the phrasing of tossing lads around yeah like, did I, I say tossing I did i say that that, I don't that think sounds it means uh what, I don't think what you meant it to mean is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I got to be careful what, what I'll be saying on the internet, especially with this AI stuff that's coming out, which we're going to transition to right now. Because, Jack, what did you say before the pod started about what you what you want to do with the new open AI stuff? I said I just fed it 130 hours of NIA so I don't have to show up to this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, 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 that chat bot you created, that agent, as it's called, the GPT agent, is the worst financial advice giving agent in the history of mankind. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> it might just work. It might just work. But yeah, but boys, it, let's talk about what was announced because uh, I think there was there was so many. We're not going to be able to cover all of the things, but at a high level, what were the the main things you got? Because we were all reading about it in the last day. Like, what were some of the most impressive things you saw or that you thought were most noteworthy? I think uh, the energy of it was interesting because I completely took over the Twitter feed. And uh, the keynotes, I mean, like Sam Altman, his his hero is Steve Jobs. So I saw an interesting interview he gave a couple of years ago. He said the only time he's ever been frozen around someone else was Steve Jobs. And he wasn't even like, he said it was 2008. 
it, Steve Jobs was prepping for an iPhone keynote, and I guess they had let uh, uh, Sam and some other people into the room, uh, maybe a mini audience to see the preview of it. And obviously, Steve Jobs and keynotes. I mean, this MF was the keynote master, right? And uh, the thing, uh, you saw a lot of that come through yesterday. It's different nervous energy, right? I saw a tweet about uh, Elon's keynotes versus Steve's keynotes versus Sam's. So e- Steve's the most polished. Because when Steve was doing it, he was in his mid-40s and he had just become, he, he knew who he was, fully who he was. Great communicator, the greatest communicator ever for technology. And then that run he had from the iPhone to the iPad, just incredible, right? We should actually talk about that after this segment, about how when he went on stage, that the, the magic tricks he pulled and all these psychological tricks, like pulling the phone out of his pocket or the iPod out of his pocket. Oh, a thousand songs was on me this entire time. Or the, or like, here's one more, th- or one more thing yeah, or whatever one it was. more thing. Or he had the envelope with the, uh, the MacBook Air, which was like one of the greatest flexes ever. But like Sam brought some of the energy. I, I watched some of the clips and uh, I'd say the main thing that came out from that event, which was notable, was that it was a live keynote because like Apple doesn't even do live keynotes anymore. They do pre-recorded things like the Apple Vision Pro, fully pre-recorded. And uh, and Ben Thompson mentioned here at least once a month, he brought up a great point about how live keynotes are like for like technology inflections. Like you want that energy of humans interacting with a new technology. But once you're like Apple in 2023 and you have the iPhone as the $150 billion a year revenue of business line, you're not taking any chances now, right? Like your message is very clear. You're trying to segment the market and trying to sell to certain people like this camera. You're going to talk about this camera and show 45 minutes, super well edited production, right? So that was my takeaway just from the top level before we talk about the details. I don't know if you guys saw any of uh, the actual uh, keynote. I'm wondering if- uh, Yeah, I saw clips. I saw a few clips. I watched like there's a four minute video of Sam Altman building a custom GPT using uh, his private knowledge where he uploads- I think transcripts or something from a speech he's given or speeches he's given. And he essentially was training that to then answer questions. It's interesting because I've seen, I think it was this thing I mentioned on the pod before. It was like Dexo.ai or something like that. Uh, and that they had created a essentially a personalized search engine for a few podcasts. So they had Huberman Lab on there. And I actually found it quite helpful. I was looking for like a, a supplement and I was like, I'm not going to go through like hundreds of hours of Huberman like podcast to find this. And I would ask it like, what does Huberman recommend for this? Cause he's a kind of a trusted source and it found it and it would have like the, the timestamps and it'd be like, he talked about it here, here, here. And you can just go and listen to that. And I thought that was actually an incredible use, use case. But this is like, I don't know how Dexter and those guys are going to compete with something like this, where you can just do it from, you know, open eyes, direct source. So um, that was one. Well, there's a lot of that, right? Thing, like yeah. a thousand thin rappers just died today, which uh, uh, yeah. this really hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, I do what I well, What are you that. using? Yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, our I think the difference. Uh, I mean, Blau, you. I think you nailed the. Well, before I talk about Blau's point about the individual GPT agents that basically can do all these small tasks, people have started like small startups around. I want Jack's uh, thoughts on the keynote. I didn't watch what about the Twitter energy. You you follow Twitter energy. Oh, yeah. And you so were yeah, playing yeah, around sure. with it, you said. Yeah. So like tell tell me oh, about man. that I energy. Mean, yeah, the energy around it is I mean, in my however many years I've been like terminally online, and it feels like the biggest technological uh point of obsession that I've ever been part of. 
you know, like post iPhone launch or whatever else, like this has captured way more imagination and feels like a much bigger technical paradigm shift than anything I've seen play out in real time, like on a network like Twitter, obviously the Board iPhone Apes is pretty crazy out. though. Board Apes 2021 <laughs> is pretty crazy. <laughs> That's true. Crypto yeah, bull market you know 2021 funny? was hard to beat as well, but in a different way, it's very different. Yeah, and in, in like some, uh, I don't know the presentation of this is different too because it's like you have the the singular figure, and obviously there's lots of people building in this space, but OpenAI being the clear leader, it did feel like it does feel like a big uh, big moment. Yeah, like a no, moment the, in uh, time. Exactly. It's like I think when people walked out of this, the tweets, the the vibe that I got was a you know every time OpenAI does something is like oh the they just killed X Y Z right they just killed A B C, but the thing with this is because of how the UX was demoed and how when when we're talking about making an agent, it's like what Bilal described right. It's like uh, Sam Altman was on stage in four minutes. He created a GPT agent, so they're they're they're, they're claiming GPT those three letters because. Uh, you have to remember GPT was actually the technical, like a research terminology used, but now it's obviously been kind of claimed by open AI. Right. So he's calling me calling these GPT agents or GPTs and he made one around his own knowledge, but you have to think about the past year, people were doing like, you mentioned about like GPTs for Andrew Huberman. Like that was like a service, right? Yeah. And like people were doing like GPTs for recipes, like, Oh, you want an interesting, like uh, East Asian recipe, Here's a product that you can pay for that we've collated all the world's information uh, about uh, recipes for this uh, region. And then you can pay us $3 a month, whatever. That business is dead now because the whole point of this demo that I showed yesterday was you can just use chat GPT to create any niche of a GPT. and uh, Without coding. Essentially without coding because well. you use natural, natural language. language. You yeah. basically just tell it what you want. It's like, hey, can you scrape the internet for East Asian recipes and then but make me a GPT agent, right? No coding required. Wait, Jack, I think it's like, I was just going to say, I think these like, you know, ch chat GPT killed my startup or like this thing is kind of like in the DNA of this thing to, I don't know, just like these ideas that are essentially like a single search function in an app are not products, you know, like, totally. like saying like this Google search is my business. Like the, the results of this Google search is my business. Like it's a really bizarre thing to expect that this thing is not just going to like continually eat itself. And it's like it. the crazy thing about it is it has like that Apple, like the network effect of, Apple without the hardware constraints, right? Yeah. Has this like the the app store, you know, good idea gets put in the app store and then eventually it gets integrated into the iOS, right? A year later, let's say, you know, remember all those like basic examples of that, like the screen, changing the color of the screen was this thing that somebody was making some money off of for a while. And then it's like, Apple's like, oh, enough people use that. We're just going to take that. <laughs> um Oh, yo, the, just, uh, the, just, uh, the light, right? The light dimmer. So uh, you could, it was called, yeah, yeah. yeah. F-Flux, blue light. They just added, that's a great example. F-Flux was probably a seven-figure business. And then Apple like, yeah, we'll just add it to our phone. So like uh, we shut off blue light at, after 8 p.m. or whatever, right? It's like, oh, it's like, it's like Amazon too, where they do, where they 
oh, this SKU is selling well. We'll just do the basic version Amazon of it. Basic, or we're going to, yeah. yeah, like you don't, it's mad to me that that is still not a uh, common understanding. It's like you're basically working for the thing that you're building the business on in order for it to absorb your effort eventually. Like that feels well, like a very- totally. Well, the thing, big thing about this- Yeah, it feels is- like that's when you start out, that's what that's what you're in there to, to do. Well, to your exact point though, is like, it's so clear that that's what's happening is that because now not only can you create these agents, you can create a marketplace for them. So they want- GPT the, store, right? That's exactly. They want the equivalent of an app store. App store. And where it's they're like going the ultimate to- training thing for them, right? Yep. Sorry to interrupt you, Trunk. Like even Sam Altman saying, I'm going to make the Altman thing. It's like somebody else can write the one line command in and say, make me a Sam Altman GPT. Like the private knowledge, the assumption of that is this offline knowledge, right? Like the only edge is offline knowledge. And then as soon as you put that knowledge into the data set of GPT is no longer offline knowledge. I don't know how the... Well, that, that's a good that's a good point though because it, it comes back to like the original thing we've talked about probably even a year ago is like what makes all of, like at high level there's there's open ai there's now elon's thing you've got google facebook they've all got their own versions of these things that they're building or have built and like what differentiates them is that data source essentially right and like that access to uh, data that no one else has so we'll we'll come on to it later with with elon's uh, thing they announced with Twitter, obviously, but that that is actually interesting because you mentioned offline. So it's I've got a bunch of notes at home that I've been teaching in a classroom for thirty years. That is like offline knowledge no one else has, and you can train and bring that in, and that's going to make OpenAI better too because it's going to use that for its own learning purposes. But I think I think a lot of people don't think about even the online sources like Reddit, Quora, uh, Stack Overflow, like all of those things. A lot of them, they're not just completely open. So there are like deals in place. I don't know about OpenAI specifically, but I know from Google side, they have to make deals with, you know, uh, Reddit, uh, Quora especially, like because a lot of that is signed in. So a, a lot of it's public, but there's also signed in stuff and they also have limits to how much you can scrape and whatever. So I think at that level, they kind of actually have to, they have to pay quite a lot of money for that data source. That's why Google had a massive deal with Twitter for many years. And I'm pretty oh, sure- Oh, that was Elon like a $500 million dollar year deal, Exactly. Right? Because they wanted that direct access to that data. But now Elon, again, I don't know what happened with that deal, but Elon's like, well, wait a minute. I've bought Twitter, but I've also got this AI company and I've got this unique source of data that no one else has. And it can actually mm-hmm. differentiate. So well, I guess we'll come on to that in a bit when we talk about Grok. But, uh, but go on, Jack, yeah. you got a thought? I was just going to say that those two things feel like the same the same end game, right? One is like, I'll buy the primary source of data and I integrate it that way and I have no limits on how I can train on that. Or I incentivize people to train it and kind of skip that step of having to do a deal with Reddit or whatever else, right? But But in reality the information that gets put into that, you just have to be God mode marketer or distribution to get eyes on your version of the GPT before it just becomes subsumed by the general GPT. It's hard to imagine that 
and maybe I'm like just too inexperienced on the on the platform in general, but the it always feels to me like this stuff would just gradually just get sucked into the single application of chat GPT, right? If you want best in class, like the interface actually discourages the kind of app store or, or right now that feels like an early version of the interface where you're like scrolling through and looking for the app store versus this thing, just finding plugins or GPTs based on your query and who it comes from or who's not like, all of that stuff is kind of a secondary layer to just getting the question answered or presenting the information that you want. And in my mind, that's like where they're going with it is, is going to lean heavily towards you just getting all your feedback through that one text box where you have a dialogue versus I want to go and find the, you know, trung comedy writing overlay. And maybe you could access that through the, Chat that's five dollars right? a month there you go <laughs> there you go it's it's a cent a word i think trung you want to get on that like per word no wait, so uh, jack i think you bring up an amazing point though and uh so steven sanofsky a partner uh, andreessen horowitz uh he actually wrote this tweet he said the alexa app store is not the approach to copy so this is the downside of the chat gpt approach and to explain it, it's like there's two worlds it's like what jack explains like if you're making the trung overlay of comedy as a its own product, it'll just get eventually sucked into ChatGPT, right? But then the question becomes, if you're a developer, like now you have tension with this GPT store. You, you, it doesn't, it, it's like we, everything we just talked about, right? Amazon will copy products, uh, uh, Apple, mm. App Store. Will, the, the problem, the difference is this. You give Apple 30%, which we obviously even call a tax now, you're still minting money. It's not clear that the GPT store is going to mint money. Because of the nature of these LLMs, there's free open source ones. There's going to be competing Google ones. And like these apps are just not going to be apps in the same way. That's so clear. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, Which because like up, every day is. Yeah. But, but this actually brings up the larger point of the 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 problem or the uh, prematurely saying that OpenAI and GPT is going to win or ChatGPT. The, the reality is this, is... What is the best use case for generative AI ultimately? What will it be? I think her is a great example. It's a forever assistant that's with you all the time. You're referring audio, to the movie right? her, yeah? The movie her, right? Yeah. Who's going to do that? Apple's going to do that, right? This is why Sam Altman has partnered up, allegedly, uh, per reporting, with Joni Ive to create some type of hardware product. Because at the end of the day, ChatTPT is still an app. If that inner, because Jack, you, you talked about interface, right? It's going to get swallowed by the interface. The problem mm -hmm. is that that interface is not the best interface. That's it's only all a good interface get for a few use cases. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the best interface, man, the Ray Bans that have you done the might be have better. You boys done the voice back and forth with it yet? I haven't done it. Is it, I is it good? But I've seen the video. Yeah, gone. I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't got around to have like been meaning to do it but every single person i know that's done it is like this is the most insane interaction ever it's like you're having a conversation with a incredibly smart and likable it's not like what you would imagine it to be right this broken voice but but anyway it's kind of a distraction the point i was going to make just before uh, or respond to you trung is this idea of the incentives that are being set up on both sides for training I would imagine even the monetization 
feedback loop on X is done with this in mind. Like we're going, we're basically paying to farm and harvest as much information as we possibly can, right? So we're going to redistribute yeah. some of our revenue back to our users. And the the GPT thing is posing that same, is giving you that same offer, but in reality, you are one step removed from the network where you like influence the consumption of that thing. If that makes sense, like on Twitter, everybody feels like they have the chance to hit the viral streak right you like the right person retweets it blah, blah blah the gpt is not a social network it doesn't have that same like erratic distribution that x does but it feels like the carrot is the same right come and train a gpt and we'll pay you every time somebody uses it but getting people to use it is so much more difficult and like the time you would spend like trying to get the messaging right and like building a business or a communication channel around that thing. By the time you even figure that out, it's, it's obsolete versus like what feels like a more sustainable path is just like churning out content every day on X. Oh, Am I making any sense? No, no, you are. You're, you're saying that what Bilal brought it up is like, where do you even differentiate if, 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 ChatGPT and OpenAI are going to commoditize everything, right? They're like, they're going to make that trunk overlay. They're going to make the jack version of the art. Like, where, where is the actual edge going to be? Because every every other model is going to copy it, right? Every other model is going to be competitive. There was just a, a model out of China, open source model that was trained in eight months. Grok, the uh, Twitter X one, was trained in two months. So the input, as Bilal said, is a differentiator. Um uh, before we actually, before I talk specifically uh, to Jack's point about the X, like the feed that it has and what we think the differentiator should be, like I'll give you the thoughts that we have internally at Barely. And by Barely and thoughts, I mean my co-founder who does all the coding engineering. I like the idea that I have any input here. So these announcements happen. I just text him like, bro, what the fuck are we going to do? And like, That's your so board the, meeting right there, yeah, man. The Barely, yeah. the barely platform <laughs> basically plugs in with any type of API, right? Speech to text, text to image, uh, all these large language models. And like, we're really not completing the chat space because what's the point? You're just not gonna win that, right? It's like, can you create a UX that is the most convenient one-stop shop for people to use? And as I've talked about before in this podcast, I need 5,000 5, world UX more than ChatGPTs as a seven-figure business, right? That's all I need. I need 5,000 people. If I can't find 5,000 people, I'm a loser. So like, that's how I'm thinking about it. So we are competing on the UX side uh, and uh, and ease of use for certain use cases. Now, uh, to Jack's point, will ChatGPT just eat all that? Potentially, but uh, we're seeing enough like uh, retention and stickiness that maybe not. Now, specific firehose. I totally agree with you, Jack. It's like the real time, It man, two to three day difference. I mean, they pointed it out. Like that was when Grok came out, people were making that point, right? Actually, who had the, uh, Jack, you put that tweet thread about, uh, could we actually pull that tweet thread where uh, basically mm. some astute observer on Twitter was just like, wow, Grok's very interesting. Because if you actually think about it, if OpenAI is quote unquote worth 90 billion in private markets right now, that's what it was last raised at. Uh, they sold secondaries, they valued it at 90 billion. Well, Elon just acquired uh, Twitter X which pre-Elon, 
uh, this ad tech business was worth $44 billion at the bubbliest peak. But if, Jack, you want to read through uh, Nick Dobbs' uh, tweet thread, very interesting thoughts. Yeah, I'll try and do the overview. So opens up, $44 billion was a steal for Twitter. Uh, increase the API, I, API price to block others from training. Bookmark button to get signal on content. Change the sign-out experience and rate limits. And uh, so Grok becomes the... Yeah, Grok becomes the first LLM to train on real-time data. data and the next the thing is the real-time, this is the point he makes, is the time period. is like Twitter is two to three days ahead of Google and Meta who rely on traditional news publishers and they're weeks ahead of Microsoft OpenAI. That's a huge advantage if if you can actually get the right signal out of Twitter X because there's obviously, like the jokes people are making is like, oh, you're going to scrape like Twitter X for real-time like news and data. Well, a, that's dumb because they're the sentiment uh, community notes uh, as a verification tool. Like the speed of the internet, community notes might end up being the best solution. Like you can see this is in place. And uh, a couple of months ago, we talked when Jack completely convinced me about the X rebrand. Is like, yeah, they're gonna rebrand Twitter to X, so Elon can take it back to the public markets as like not even just everything app, just even just call it the AI real time AI, uh, the only real time AI LLM in the world. That's worth $50 billion if we're saying what ChatGPT is worth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see the argument. Yeah. So before we move on to the full Twitter um, Grok thing, let's just quickly recap some of the things because I think we mentioned the App Store equivalent. Uh, I'm just going to list off a few things. Let me know if any of these stand out to you. So I've got a, a thread here from Hey Barzi. So you said build custom GPTs. We already talked about that. Uh, create a, uh, where else was there? There's a chat GPT builder, uh, revenue sharing we already touched on as well. Now, I do, I do want to ask a question about that because we, we talked about the app store. I think, Trung, you made a really good point there, which was compared to the Apple app store, unless they even Shopify is another sort of app store that we can kind of look at as a comparison. What gave the app store, the Apple app store so much value was not anyone could just go and create an app as well right like you you need to be skilled in that you need to go learn you need to understand capabilities there were unique capabilities i found out with new gps you know the the thing that moves inside or whatever now i think that there's obviously going to be so many interesting things you can build with this i don't understand enough about like what is required to build one of these that you're then going to sell do do you guys understand how that works is that just going to be still you're you're building something with code well, let's take it, right? Let's take the very first example of the app store. The farting app was making $10,000 a day. <laughs> yeah, you okay. go to Google early app store leads. No, but the whole point is this. That's just <laughs> yeah. a dumb toy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people will be making that. Day. When is the Uber going to come for uh, uh, the, the GPT store? When is that yeah. going to come? And what will that be? Uber, such a clear use case now in hindsight. And one of the biggest winners, if you want to talk about market cap, App to come out of the app store, right? Tinder came out of the app store. Uh, WhatsApp came out of the app store. So I think uh, if we, let's first of all, take that timeline. Uh, Uber was found, I think, uh, 08 or 09. Um, its app store is probably a couple of years after the iPhone. But if you compress the timeline, because everything in AI is compressed at this point, um, in the next year, there will be a killer GPT app, uh, uh, a GPT agent. But to Jack's point, ChatGPT will don't charge us, eat it and offer for free. Yeah, I, I think that the the thing that feels like 
man, again, I don't think we, I think we talked about this in a couple of episodes ago, but like X as we chat and like mapping back to real world infrastructure stuff is another like avenue to think about this thing where like the Uber of, I mean, I know this is hyperbole, but the Uber of chat GPT is going to be Uber, right? It's like the ability to just yeah. do everything through chat GPT and the API for Uber calls the car. It's like, make sure there's somebody going to pick me up at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow. I'm going to the airport. Just write that thing or say it. And like decentralizing all the things that can plug into that versus like even on an iPhone, I don't think you can do that now, right? Can you? If you do Siri, order me an Uber, does it do that? I don't know. It's not. It's not that. Yeah. It, it, there's well, definitely not that Siri, that, or it doesn't. It's not that yeah. clean. Well, here, let me let me. But you can, to be fair. But can I just make one point? Yeah, uh, yeah trunk, To be fair, I think the comparison though is, is Siri. Uh, if you said it's a Siri and it actually did it accurately every time, that would probably be a better experience. One because it's it's audio too, not just a text chatbot right and and that i know it's not just going to be a chatbot and there's going to be voice uh versions of that but like you can pre-order an app uh, a car in uber already right and so it's just not that clean right but that's not, the point it's not Apple's that clean. gonna win well Apple's it, gonna win i think it's i mean it's arguable like some of the examples the counterpoint to all of these the hype you know the hype of all of this which i'm obviously a fan of is some of the examples i was seeing were kind of what we talked about in the crypto land which was oh is that actually better than what we currently have so for example i saw one of the examples they were showing they pulled up a calendar they're like look you can integrate with your calendar and then you can ask it what is my agenda for today and it was like it lists out your agenda i'm like but you're literally seeing a visual of your agenda on this right hand side with colors <laughs> and you can see the overlap better than the text chat or secondly it says well when do i need to leave for this or something or it wasn't even when do I need to leave? It was something like really basic that you could see in the thing and do way quicker in the visual version. So I think I was seeing a few <laughs> examples of that. I'm not like trying to share on it. I think there's lots of amazing examples, but for every one of those examples, there's like 0.2 examples of this other weird stuff where I'm like, so you're Are you saying guys? five to yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, maybe more. Well, that, well, that, maybe. <laughs> in, the, in the market materials as well, they ha- like I feel like they have to be sort of, careful about it not becoming this dystopian thing too right where it's like i fired 10 people and now chat gpt does all the admin for my business like those are the use cases that are way more like value add but they're never going to put that in the marketing so it's like oh i took a picture of my fridge and remember the bike oh it helped me figure out how to change my bike seat it's like that's this is just like a axe going through the wood of like bureaucracy and admin and all of that kind of stuff yeah. like that's to me feels like yeah. where the huge value is created but that's not as happy as like hey guys we're you know i've got a like pair programmer for an art project i'm working on it's kind of a well the other example they had was they gave away credits right he's like hey uh, uh gpt can you find four people in the crowd to give 500 credits to and then they end up giving it to everyone, right? It's a Jackie Neal. It's like the, the, that is something people remember. They remember uh, Sama's bot uh, that uh, 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 Bilal talked about at the beginning. They remember the the, the giveaway. They did something with uh, I think believe uh, uh, Slack, where they used uh, GPT agent to connect to Slack to contact uh, um, Sama and Sam Altman, and it happened live on stage. And he held up his phone, which going all the way back to Steve Jobs. 
the reason the what I wanted to bring up about that there's a visual of him holding up the phone. And I think somebody tweeted something to the effect of this is Sam Altman's Steve Jobs moment. And and the reason why though that's relevant is like you have to remember when why Steve Jobs did these schema notes like he did. He wanted uh technology to be touch touchable by humans. He wrote something to the effect in the mid-80s uh with the first computers, like I want to handle on the first iMac. And people are like, why do you want to handle? It's like, because I want somebody, if they're upset, to be able to throw it out the window to show that humans still have control over That's the technology, hilarious. right? And like, when the iMac came back, oh, when Steve Jobs came back in 97, and they remember the candy color iMacs, the famous part of that, uh, which really started his comeback, his second coming of, of uh, Apple, was he and Joni Ive were talking about whether or not to put a handle on the iMac. And he's like, I want a handle. And he told Joni Ive very simply why. He's like, humans have to be able to touch the technology. He's like, if they can't touch the technology, it's not real. And and he's about marrying humans and computers, right? If you look at the, the history of Apple, it just gets more and more intimate. It's like, goes to iPod, uh, iPod iPhone, watch, uh, ears, and the goggles that they're going to do. Which is why I think in the end, they had the DNA to win this because technology... Uh, as personalized as it could possibly get, no one does it better than Apple, and no one's going to be able. And it, so that means it has to be hardware, unless you do the brain chip, right? I mean, there's an end around move by Elon is to do, but the, the odds of every, the billions of people getting brain chip implants from Neuralink are extremely low. Whereas they've already sold 100 million plus sets. We of already airplanes. have a phone in our hands, trunk. Bro, Sorry. Look at this. Look at this. I got two <laughs> pairs and each of them is missing one. Yeah. Uh, well, boy, that was a good, a good point. I'm going to show you two examples here. This was the example I was sharing uh, earlier. One second here. Uh, can you guys see my screen here? Full screen, yeah? This was the cat. These were the integrations. Did you guys watch this? There was a Canva example and a calendar one I was referencing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Jack, and I'd love your take on this being, you know, a creative person designer. Like this is, let me just put this up a little bit. Basically, this is so now, allowing you to give it a prompt and say, let me just mute this, sorry. Um, you're, so just on the screen. So he's basically in a chat bot saying, make a poster for Dev Day Reception. And like, honestly, I've worked, when you work with designers, you, I'm on Slack doing this. Like, oh, hey, we've got an event. Can you do this for us? And they're like, okay, here's a few proofs. Uh, and they'll send it to you a day later or whatever. So you can do this already in Canva, right? Like they, they've got some of this AI stuff already there. Canva's actually done a really good job with this. And I thought this was actually a, a good example of where it kind of works. Now, that doesn't mean it's completely replacing all designers, right? Because you're going to have to go back and forth and it might not give you exactly what you want. But for an average person who's got a birthday party for their kid or whatever, this is a great use case. Now, this is the example I was saying before, later, which was the calendar. And uh, I'm just going ahead here. But this is what I was saying. Like, to me, look at the two on the screen here, right? So yeah. people are listening. The right-hand side is a calendar we've all got on your phone. And on the left oh. is, a, is the chatbot version. Like they, no one can tell me the left side is a better version of the right side. Like we already created an in, interface on the right to replace the thing on the left. And now, so you a might Google have- interface, yeah. right, Bilal? There we go, yeah. Or, or, or iCal, <laughs> it could be iCal, or, you know, who knows? How did we go this far about AI without mention? Well, the reason we haven't mentioned Google is because they are so behind, like it's incredible. Well, Google had the biggest lead 
and it's just stuck in legal right now. Everything. Yeah, that's. Well, the I remember. Joke, you remember that? that? Do you remember that demo they did where they like rang the hairdresser or something? Or you remember that was years they ago? Rang it? it was like an. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With that the appointment, assist Google Assistant, which is like media response to that was absolutely mad. It's like the world is ending, right? When no one's. Like yeah, yeah, every yeah. job is well, going away. It, so we're never would, gonna. It would. It would call you would, for you, right? The assistant would call for right. you. I need a reservation at this restaurant, and it would go and do it for you, and come back and forth. And it was a yeah. It was shown once on a demo, and I don't think it was ever made. I think it was in the assistant, but I, I never used it like that. But I guess I, the I question is that, that was very. I, cool. I remember it too. But I guess the question is: Has anyone created that still? And that, that's maybe the point. Right. Like a lot of these examples sound amazing well, until you a, get to the point like of it's actually not a good solution it, well i think it would the be a good solution thing if, is that, to, if it the better worked. thing is resi well no the better thing is resi or whatever else and then the better thing beyond resi is just typing into a fucking box yeah, get me yeah, a reservation yeah. and the better thing than that is just saying it and the better thing than that is thinking it yeah yeah okay so it's just enough. like yeah, all yeah. of this stuff is going away and the canva example to me is like wolf in the hen house type beat you know it's like we're going to give you access to every single thing that we are capable of. And this like beastly thing is going to learn about how people use this thing and what's stopping them just saying, all right, that's a Dali feature. Now we've got enough data to do a fucking birthday poster or whatever it is. And the trade-off for like a Canva is a really interesting predicament to be in, right? It's like obviously a massively successful piece of software and, People use it every day. And then when you have the opportunity to tap into like, what, another million active users through this thing, I don't know how the arrangement will work between them and OpenAI. Do you have to have a Canva subscription or they subsidize, whatever it is. To me, it's like, if that becomes a feature that everybody starts using, they're just like, all right, it's the flux thing. It's like, oh, you can do posters and birthday cards and logos through this thing now. And they just sort of like, open the door and let them take it. But you don't like, you don't really have, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I don't even have the ability to evaluate the trade-offs of that. I've never worked at anything that scale, but it must be a very weird decision to make that right. Like Zapier is the same thing. Um, I think it's through um, Zap a lot of this was through Zapier too, I think because they, yeah. What are you going to say, Ben or something like that? Ben. Yeah. He just tweeted this morning was like, oh, I'm glad I sold my, no code company to Zapier to you like just sold this the top of the no of code people, yeah. Ma yeah. make a pad who also yeah, has yeah, yeah. Milk, uh, not milk road uh, his, wait was it was user. insinuation that uh the no code uh phase was, is going to be heavily impacted by chat gpt eating the world yeah I, yeah there's another good one what software is eating the world and then chat gpt is eating software somebody's probably already said that right it's like the the, the stuff that this thing spits out is just mad. And like those would be endeavors that people would like learn, like sit in school, learn a language to come up with how to make it, spend years trying to figure out how to design it and build it and maintain it. And now it's like, because that barrier existed, that product, like you feel like that product had a shot. And now it's like, oh, we can test that idea in 20 minutes now. It's, it's just it feels to me like and again maybe in a year we look back at this and we're like we're all we're all off our heads what we were talking about here how disruptive this was going to be but it's like the things that people spent their time doing and took a really really long time to 
produce and that's just not the case anymore so the the rate of the rate of iteration just goes completely parabolic and just burn through all the stuff that's just not the market doesn't want it so let's just move on and the amount of time we have to spend figuring out the next move is severely reduced because we don't have to staff up this team and learn this language and sort of clumsily interact with this set of tools we just say i want this and it gives it to you yeah uh well the other thing i was going to bring up unless trung you had anything else uh, wanted to add anything else to what jack said there um I, there was this great thread here i'm just going to share my screen again real quick uh did you guys see this thread it was uh it's been 11 hours since open ai dev day here's 12 crazy things people have already built now, like, we don't need to go through every single one. This was an AI sports narrator. Did you guys watch that video? I will yeah, say- Yeah, I watched it. I was I pretty mean, underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, wait. Um, can you guys hear messy, that? Or? Messy, yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. What a goal. What a goal. Okay. Glorious. Now, what I'll say is anyone, this is the first version. Now, like, people were responding in two ways to this video. It was the famous messy goal for Barcelona half the crowd were like oh my god this is incredible like wow this is beautiful commentary and then everyone else is like wait a minute like have you heard the original like he's essentially saying a lot of what the original was in a lot less uh fun way um but the ones that i did see that were pretty cool with this webcam stuff is the visual did you guys see the visual saturday the vision api this is pretty sick because it basically you just start showing stuff on the screen let me just share this here on a big screen. So he's going to start showing sunglasses and like pretty much in real time, it's saying they're sunglasses. Can you see that over here? Oh, um, I, uh, this is, there's a, isn't there already existing webcam industry that uh, you guys are <laughs> familiar with? Uh, will this be beneficial to those uh, workers? There we go. Yeah. Well, and, and then uh, the other thing, I saw a webcam GPT there, but then the other one was this travel assistant again like similar to the calendar thing i said before a lot of the comments on this one are this already exists it's called google maps right like it was like a lot of this stuff is like oh now you can create a visual version of uh you know this chatbot with an image of of what it looks like and then you can put stuff on the screen and again so i do think there's there is a little bit of this overhyping to a certain extent of like use cases that already kind of exist but because we're it's kind of like the cool thing like you like if you've done any coding projects right like you're like oh my god i just made this like i literally was doing it this weekend right like for jokes like a tip calculator i'm like oh my god it took me so long to make and then i go to i'm like oh well calculator does this pretty quickly in like uh, about 12 seconds at a dinner table right so but that that's kind of where i'm seeing a little bit of these these uh these use cases i'm still kind of yet to be blown away by like oh my god i'm gonna use that every day but maybe i haven't seen that yet dude i have uh, i mean i have a couple but i can't show show some of it yet but the like there's things that i wanted to learn uh specifically visual programming languages like creative coding that i just reached a point in time where i was like i don't have I just can't carve out the time to study this. And there's so much, so many better ways for me to be spending my time that I was like, or still am just absolutely like mind bending what this stuff is capable of doing. Like take a a mental picture you have and build a, like it will literally write code for you 
to generate these algorithms. Oh, I saw that. that. Produce that's you show it a screen. Incredible. You show it a, like a SaaS landing page. Like, hey, can oh, you give yeah. me the code for this? Yeah, that. I'm that's saying. I'm there. saying that stuff's great, but I'm saying, uh, like, for me, you can generate these like artistic algorithms that like have all these variables and just describe how you want it to function, and it will write the JavaScript for you, that, and you put it into sick. the editor. And I'm like, oh, you know, for example the composition is too busy in the top right-hand corner. Let's change this variable to do this 5% of the time. It's like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Here's the new script, spits it back out. For, it's just mate, Jack, for technical stuff, it is so incredible. Like there's no, mm-hmm. like that is to me, that has been the magic moment where you're like, oh my God, that, like, that would have taken me hours figuring out in the past. Or like, I just think like anything coded, like anything like that, where there's so much data out there that is, it, it just works so well for that. Like Stack mm-hmm. Overflow, like all the the uh, the source of data there, and it's, it pattern matches really well. So like just uh, 10, 15 years ago, when any of us would have started playing around with computers or whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago, you'd be in a forum being like, oh, I posted this in my HTML or like CSS. I'm like, what? I've got this error message. You're waiting three days for a reply. <laughs> and now you literally put it in and it tells you straight away with beautiful highlighted stuff. And it, even if you're just trying to learn like that stuff, it, it just speeds up your learning so much. It's I really actually helpful. I have a good, I have a, an actionable tip for that one too. You can, yeah. if you take code and put and give it to it and say, annotate this in the and most detailed way you possibly can, it will go in every line and say, That's this it. is doing this, this is doing this, this takes this reference from the last line and does this. And it's just like, Man, even the feedback loop, if you had a one-on-one tutor sat next to you, it just, uh, like, the degree to which, because it's responding to how you articulate your misunderstanding, I guess you could say a, a person would do that, but the context that it tracks to me is also uh, just the sort of killer difference. Yeah. You know, like when you're talking to Google or you're, you know, you change your you change your search in Google because you didn't get the results you like. It doesn't remember your last search and like draw a comparison between the two and infer what you mean. Whereas this is like, hey, we wrote this code. Uh, this part is slightly wrong. Oh, I get that your your original intention was this, but now you've added a little bit more clarity, so we arrive here. It's not like you're shooting from the hip and then yeah. you delete and then you shoot again. It's like everything is. You like, see that you know, progress marginal improvement each time and man another example so i'm rambling about it but i got asked to like write a bio and do some summaries of like different projects i'd done over the years and because it like a lot of that stuff was pre the knowledge cutoff it gives it had enough of a base to like give you a summary and just feed it just like ridiculous amounts of stuff and be like here's all the stuff i've written about this thing give me two sentences back. Give me a paragraph back. Give me like uh, bullet points be to snappier, summarize all be these funnier. things. Like you can really, for, but that's the thing. So to me, this stuff, that's where it's been magical, right? Like, and that's what we've all been using that style of it for for a while. Uh, when I, To clarify what I was saying before, before it, I get called out for it in the future, I wasn't saying I haven't seen anything good, obviously, right? I was talking about those use cases beyond. But below. No, dude, I'm sorry, that messy example. <laughs> the I'm messy example say, is ridiculous. That messy example was trash. Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. say it. That was, 
you know, I, I, I get why some people would be impressed. Like if they're using visuals, just chat. But my God, was that underwhelming. It was so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but- Messi is running across the halfway <laughs> line. And oh my goodness, look at this dribble move. It's like, it's so bad. That one was so bad that yeah, even it- though the technology behind it was probably extremely interesting. Listen, everything's about optics, people. Like, that is not a good optic. That was What just they did need to do, hit. Trung, is oh. they need to say, do that in David Goggins' voice or do it in yeah. Snoop Dogg's voice. Then it would be, honestly, that would be quite interesting because yeah. I think that was where, like, obviously the, the counter to what you said was, oh, it's the first version. They haven't even adjusted it they haven't tried to make it more exciting which i i get that point but i agree like that well, example it's like went when super Zuckerberg viral showed that video of the metaverse it's like okay yeah it's the first version yeah your your interview with lex in the metaverse very cool you probably should have just waited for that one man yeah <laughs> like- yeah i get what you're saying but anyway yeah so no that, that that's that's a good point but i i think the, the only reason i want to mention some of those things the visual stuff there's that api uh, there's also the voice, the voice stuff that they updated, I think, as well. Well, some other ones they did was uh, uh, ChatGPT is now using GPT four Turbo, which is faster, the more speed, powerful. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, speed. And then uh, the wind, the context window, I think, is 180, 128,000 tokens. Basically, you put a book in now and analyze it. And uh, the they cut the cost. So for thin rappers like me that haven't been completely destroyed by OpenAI yet, <laughs> it's cheaper for us, and we're passing along to customers or giving them more tokens. But um, yeah, it varies. I mean, other than that, like, uh, did you guys have any more thoughts on the Grok stuff? Um, I think we kind of have covered the Grok stuff. Already. I think just just to clarify what it was and how it's different, I do want to bring up the um, this one example from Greg Yang. Just a TLDR's XAI, which is the AI startup that Elon founded uh, last there we fall. Go. Um, so Greg Yang, total hitter in the AI space. I love that <laughs> now that he works with Elon, is shit posting. You know what I mean? Like so this what he said, it was academic. Complete the sentence, ball so hard, and then it responded, ball so hard, motherfuckers want to find me. Which I just appreciate that there's a different angle here. You know, like if you if you're gonna be competing with OpenAI and all the other things going on in the space, you got to have some angle. And I think- No, but that's it, right? What did he say? What is, so if you read the Grok uh, blog post, so first of all, about Grok- humor, right? Fantastic name. Hey, yeah. do you Grok it? I Grok it. The K, the K letter people? Better than like X. Coca-Cola, Kodak, Spanx. Mm, like yeah. K is a very powerful I letter. I think Jack, Jack, did you talk about this in the past? Yeah, with the K, K or was that, was that Trump? Jack. K, uh, well, one of us has talked about it. K is a great, it's a very oh, man, powerful letter for uh, 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 brand names. Granted, Kodak doesn't look so great in the past decade, but we're talking about a century of good stuff. Actually, so Sarah Blakely, founder of uh, Spanx, she actually named her company Spanx because she was studying good names and she's yeah. reading about how Coca-Cola people, well, Coca-Cola, it's got two things. It's got the, st- the strong K sound or C, a hard C, and it also has the alliteration, Coca-Cola, like Google for Bala's former employer. And uh, Kodak, uh, George Eastman, the founder of, <laughs> co-founder of Kodak, he won a K on both sides, Co uh, beginning end. Um, fucking G move. But uh, so fun say fact, is, since we've been talking yeah. so much about Goggins, you know, David Goggins lived with Sarah Blakely and uh, Jesse Itzler for like a month or something in their house. I did not know that. There's a whole book on it. Jesse Itzler, oh, the, the husband. Who's oh, part Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks um, co-owner, I think, at some point. 
incredible, incredible stories uh, from. Dude, can they you got just imagine cheddar, Goggins eh? turning up? Oh yeah, I mean they're what both super power rich. Power family. Incredible. Um, but anyway, back to what you're saying. So Grok, great name. So uh, people have been, you know, when we talked about the Twitter X uh, changeover, people trying to give Elon a hard time about uh, that changeover. Grok, one ten on ten, and uh, and then to Bilal's point, you got to come something different, right? So the words mentioned in the blog post were it's spicy, right? It's not afraid to go like a, a little bit, uh, yes, uh, get a little bit based. It's a unique and, uh, and fundamental advantage of Grok is that as real. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, wrong, wrong line there. It said something about Grok is designed to answer questions with a bit of wit and has a rebellious streak. So please yep. don't use it if you hate humor. I think that's exactly. a great, that's a great copy on the landing page, uh, just to let people know like this is you're coming here for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So there's that angle. Uh, it looks like it's performing quite well, even though it's only two months in. Uh, I guess it's all relative at this point, but the models are moving pretty quickly. Uh, and it comes down to really everything that uh, the thread that we just referenced earlier as its real uh, uh, potential differentiator. So if you think uh, Elon's access to the fire hose of human consciousness, which is X uh, slash uh, formerly Twitter, is valuable, then logically... The extension would be Grok has a very serious edge here because even Threads, uh, which by all accounts is not doing super well, but I know it's active, but that's not real time. They even said they don't want it to be real time. So yeah, I think uh, Grok has a very interesting, uh, carved out an interesting niche. And it, you know what? Here, let me give you a comparison. What is a Cybertruck, right? A lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it, but it looks nothing like any other pickup truck out there. And that's the entire point. It's counter positioning. So that's what I say about Grok. Grok is a cyber truck of uh, of LLMs. There we go. And the and the the inherent advantage that exists with it plugging directly into a living social network. I think yeah. that is underestimated too. Like that and the obviously the the uh hints at the fact that what money transmitter licenses and all of the things that x has been acquiring if you layer like a functional ai on top of that it does start to feel like a bigger idea a bigger ecosystem than as incredible as it is the 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 knowledge repository that is currently what chat gpt is right like it doesn't have the social layer in the same way X yeah. does. You know, you can't go an episode without the sailorism in here, but you should study the network effect of these things. The Apple, like the network effect that took Apple from, you know, where it was 20 years ago to now is this like lock-in of network effect that has this like social uh gravity to it which twitter has right it's like what x has is my entire digital identity exists on that on this platform but you're using chat gpt basically anonymously versus your like your relationship with the with the uh model and the interface is obviously one-to-one -one, but it isn't compounding in the same way that you know you can switch out the interface or you can switch out the stack that it operates on you don't lose anything versus twitter has like this gravity of people that have been using it for 10 years 20 years however long dude this yeah. network effect the the man 
we talk about the past year of Twitter and like for every for all these mainstream media people saying it's dying, you don't understand how strong this network effect. Uh, listen, we're super addicted, but that's the point. There is it looks like 200 million people in the world that have a sickness that can only be cured by spending time on Twitter or it's the cause, right? It's like that the final boss of the network effect was threads. Like that, that was the final boss. That, that was it. Right. Um, so we'll see. And, man. And, sorry. Sorry. Can I just say one more thing? Like, yeah, the, of course. The, the commerce component of this, that is a clear ambition of X, right? The monetization component that comes with like, running rails for commerce is not like the gpt thing almost feels like the intel version of this right it's like the the layer underneath and that's not that's like more of a metaphor for like how the customer interacts with it is like intel powered oh yeah uh, yeah wintel windows and intel was the whole like wintel was the uh which is what they're doing which is what they're doing right the 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 windows partnership and versus like vertically integrated from top to bottom customer first thing that is happening on x so you know you type into x send trung 100 bucks and it just does it within the stack of all the software and that they've built or like people moaning about this now but the, the tesla robo taxi thing is going into that eventually too right if it ever gets built it's yeah. a feature that integrates into money. <laughs> yeah, Grok oh, is available I, for Teslas. I can't remember what what purpose. That lightweight Grok is available. Uh, I don't actually know how spicy yeah. I want my Tesla to be. So yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they're keeping it. Yeah, I mean, I, fascinating, I, man. I think it's a very interesting like wedge they're trying to carve out there. I, my f- feeling on all of these is always like the best product in terms of it actually working the best in something like this is really going to be what wins long term i do think twitter has a massive chance at it given one the distribution that you guys mentioned but also the unique data set um so yeah i think i think it's really interesting to see i i do think they are they are starting way behind though right like open has been doing this for a while everyone's looking at them they and the other thing is like the talent required to make this stuff long term that's also something i think a lot of people kind of underestimate it's like even looking at Apple, like Apple has lots of money, lots of talent, but like if you're like an AI, like, you know, 10 out of 10 engineer working on this sort of stuff, where are you going right now? You're probably going to, trying to go to open AI, right? Like if that's what you care about. And that, that could change very quickly, but uh, I think that's just- Well, that's the edge, right? That's why that's the counter positioning. With Elon, yeah. you know that you won't have, quote unquote, well, I mean, he friends it, the woke censored, chat gpt because they're working with microsoft right they're more willing to toe the line as elon has demonstrated over the past year he will burn the bridge with mainstream media or what well, the the traditional media. he doesn't care so like you that's one way to attract yeah talent yeah. the other way is uh obviously uh the financial outcome of xai but uh an opportunity to work with elon so i think uh, i think the counter position is quite strong uh yeah. for grok um but having said that I think it goes all goes back to everything is about the interfaces. That, man, I just like it kind of goes back. I no one's gonna do hardware better than Apple. They're just not right. And uh, Apple is slow. I mean, it's crazy. They had Siri a decade over a decade ago. They had Siri, and just completely like have done nothing with it. Right. Yeah. And um, 
Like Siri is bad. Like it is not good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very bad. Yeah, for like basic bad. stuff. For basic stuff. But anyway, so, so that uh, that's definitely worth us talking. But we'll keep an eye on Grok. Let us know what you think of that. Should we move on? I think uh, we can just touch on this really quickly. Jack, you mentioned the Rishi Sunak Elon chat. This was in London, I believe. Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister of the UK. Because um, he was doing an AI task force, right? That was the whole shtick that Rishi. I think doing. so. Yeah, yeah. Did you manage oh, well, here, to catch any of it, either of you? I didn't watch any of it, but what I wanted, what Jack to talk about was what Jack mentioned was interesting. It was like the British reaction to the chat. Oh because, yeah, yeah. So Jack, like, you. It sounds like the vibe you got was that it was a pretty cold reception. Yeah, I think it like people sort of saw it as Sunak, like meeting his hero you know it was like some like <laughs> it wasn't and, and that's the business guy he's a business guy yeah, yeah he's he, he made yeah. his money in the private sector i think i don't know that much about his background but he's, well, he's done like, well oh and his yeah. wife his father is the uh infosys. what's his name infosys yeah so there you I, go so he's like i think he has aspirations yeah there you go so he's like he's like you would imagine that elon is on a list of people that he would have a good time talking to like that that's the that's most of the frame of the um media was like oh like buddy buddy like this is not really about risk or trying to figure this stuff out it's you like positioning yourself socially connected to the wealthiest guy in the world with no regard for the average citizens the impact that this will have on the average citizen right and and a lot of the conversation goes to these like admittedly like mental statements for somebody who's hearing about this for the first time where it's like yeah you know in a few years you're not going to need a job if you don't if you don't want one like yeah, yeah. it's like uh, a big jump like, it's a big jump from what you're hearing and it's about like every a, day. yeah and it's exactly or your job is going to be like engagement farming on on x that's going to be gonna more put a chip in your head. like those sort of <laughs> yeah, massive yeah. claims yeah but but jack yeah, I think and, that's a, and, and they, yeah, go, on, go ahead no, go on. You probably direct it better. Uh, than I was just going to gonna ask about, like, from your sense, being a Brit living in the States, having friends and family obviously is back home. My take on it has been, like, Elon has already become kind of split personality, split person, split person in America, right? Like, America, the home of capitalism, where mm-hmm. capitalism, capitalism is celebrated. Even in California, you know, you had the whoever it was, the mayor or whoever it was, who said like f off elon of i forgot if it was a mayor or some sort of politician no, no, said that. it was a, i think it was a, it was a congress uh, california oh, congresswoman congress yeah yeah f you and he just said uh, a message a message heard message Please, heard right yeah. so that was yeah. in america like land of capitalism now you go to europe which is way more you know left generally like socially anyway right uh than than the states after um like with the twitter stuff like I think it was already building up for a while, but he's become really from from the outside, like kind of hated by a lot of people. Yeah, there. and you know, he's hated here by some no, but people why, too. Why, 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 England? Do you think? But I'm not just saying that. I'm saying in Europe in general because oh, okay, I feel yeah, like yeah. there's this more of this sentiment of like anti-business, like a little bit of like there's more people that will say, you know, with a straight face, like, oh, is capitalism a good system? In the same way, like some people say that here. Um, and I think that's a fair question to ask if you want to have that discussion, right? But in Europe, it's more of a socialist 
uh, like mixed economy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So, like, the, so the billionaire you, class is exactly. less. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, they're less liked in a way, and like the whole idea of like should billionaires exist? Like all of the stuff you've read about here in in America is even more prominent from from my opinion anyway, from following it from afar in European discussions. Um, now, like again, that might be just my perception of it being being here. But like, so to me, him going there already, he's kind of starting off on a bad bad foot sort of thing. And like a lot of the newspapers are going to be like, Elon Musk, the guy who took over Twitter and messed up Twitter. And it, oh, he's like for the free speech radicalists on the right in America. Like that's the positioning of him by the time he's already getting there. And then Rishi Sunak is Tory, conservative party uh, yeah. as well, which to be fair, do a lot of crazy shit as well, right? And like the UK is not in a great place. And uh, whatever you think of him, whatever your politics are, Traditionally speaking, Tories have not necessarily been known to be like for the working man. Like that's not their image. It hasn't been for a long time. And well, so the Labour I think, Party is yeah. literally called the Labour Party. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but the interesting thing is the difference between politics here in the US is the left, like Democrats here versus Republican. You f you saw a lot of working class in air quotes people voting Republican here in the last eight years. Yeah, the totally switch stuff. where it used to be they used to be Democrats because yeah. Democrats support. Whereas in the UK, that's not really the case <laughs> from my understanding. So there's this 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 big change where somehow here we don't really talk politics on the podcast, but as it relates to this, the Republican Party somehow started managing to like talk to that person mainly through Trump, the factory worker. The, you know, we just that got a hundred percent drop off on the podcast. Yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> one. Joking. Yeah. But in the UK, you don't really get that. It's it's very much like if you're a working person, you're someone in the north. Like you're generally not supporting the Conservative Party. Like and so there's you put Rishi Sunak, who wasn't even really elected by a general public, and then you put him there. Oh, that's right. Because it's we talked like, about basically he was chosen as a leader of the Conservative mm -hmm, Party mm -hmm. by under two hundred people. Exactly. Essentially. Exactly. Well, actually, uh, well, here's an interesting. This is more of an AMA question. Can I ask you guys? Why do you think it is that we never talk about politics? Like, because you know, some people can't shut the f up about anything and have an opinion about everything. Yeah. So, like, I would actually I'll you, on ask our pod, you're saying no, just in general. It's like, uh, oh, why can't we? Some people why can't, can't bite people? their tongue. Like, I I hate talking about politics with yeah, anyone. Same. Uh, are you are you the same, Jack? Like, I avoid it completely. Uh, I almost yeah, don't man, talk I just don't politics know, with anyone. No, fuck all about it. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you know, you're not, like I love that okay, honest answer okay, as well. I like that. That's very Jack honest. is the I, best I, at honest, like, no. not talking about stuff he doesn't need to talk about yeah. in a good way. Like I know, he's like, I, don't know. I know, I know nothing. Like not even that I don't have a response to something. It's just I'll I have a response and then I'll try and take it to its logical conclusion. I'm like I don't know anywhere close what? to enough about Why this to be starting start a conversation or an argument yeah <laughs> yeah yeah not yeah. even close well and what about you I, I, I think no, also sorry, in my house growing up that's what i was just saying my house growing up it was just it was just like a literally a non-existent topic until i became you know however old it was just like my mom and dad both in the military came out of the military worked shift jobs what do we talk about at the dinner table what do you do today at school or work go to bed. And I think, I feel like the idea of America specifically is just like, I think that's, I think that's still true in England. Obviously I can only speak to my experience of it. It's just, it is not as, it is not a much a compo like a 
massive component of your social identity in the UK. I don't know, Bilal, if you would agree with that to the same way it is the way here, it is and there. maybe that's changed over the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the course of my time. I think it's I probably agree. gotten more yeah. aggressive over the last 10 years or so because of how much more, uh, I guess, Americanized and theat- theatrical this stuff has gotten d- divided as a result of that. But It also that- might be an age thing too, to be honest, because... I- I do think you you're right though. Like, are you saying in the US it's way more like political? Like more people are engaging it's, with it versus it's like, in yeah, the UK? It's, yeah, it's like yeah. The, the the Americanization of it is like they're the best entertainers, hey, attention grabbers. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's Vince Vince McMahon's effect on on yep. the Democratic Party just and the communication Party. in general. <laughs> in general, man, it's crazy, and I like that. Everywhere is like America exports that it feels like, right? It's like it just that everywhere sort of downstream. I, I just want to comment on how you said America exports it. It's so true. The uh, do you remember when the obviously not to get super political when BLM happened? They had BLM and protests in Europe, like people in the streets of France were protesting mm-hmm. about BLM, which is a very American, the very American topic, right? But it's like it's exactly to your point. It's like it was exported because of how. American politics has been turned effectively into tribal entertainment. And I think uh, it's that. I think it's definitely that. But I also think, trying to that point, like even what, again, without going into it, like what's been happening in the last month, you've seen protests all around the world with what's been going on in the Middle East. Now, a lot of people say, well, why do they care? Blah, blah, blah. I think the reason it is so much. Uh, it's, it's talked about everywhere American politics covered so much it's because America is the world superpower and they don't just govern the US they govern the world to a certain extent mm-hmm. so that's why when in the UK I remember in early 2000s there were 500,000 oh, people marching against the Iraq war when we weren't even fully involved with it yet and that was because we we're like well the we know Tony we're going to be invited called exactly. up George W and just like yo let me get in George Let's let me be uh, this coalition of the willing exactly exactly so and and to answer your point there um Jack or your question you said about like growing up i think one of the differences um in the uk is even if if you're left or right everyone kind of still hates the government also like my right, opinion, right, right. Like, that's true too like, like I, my my uh, girlfriend's family like they like the Democrat Party, they liked the leaders. Yeah, Whereas yeah, everyone yeah. who even voted for Tony Blair was like, yeah, he's a bit of a... That's so British. It's a great yeah. observation though. It's like yeah. the celebrity, like people like turning politicians into celebrities. Like they're supposed to be public go, go, servants. Civil you know, servants. Like, just like get, AOC do the thing is that like you have a been, Hollywood you have, actor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Your like the, mandate is to enact the will of... The people who put you in that position and the whole thing is not that anymore but i guess britain is still in that place it just doesn't produce celebrities in the same way that america does either you know like yeah the way bojo. the way in which people bojo like had that from bojo you're right have you watched the thick of it tron have you ever seen the thick no, of it I've, I've heard it i mean the guy that did that did veep oh, right mate. he like he created veep yeah in, uh, that for hbo it's a masterpiece is it incredible just incredible masterpiece it's incredible he also did that Riz Ahmed movie what was it um Four Lions Four Lions he did that right oh my god that's incredible yeah I got to watch which one should I watch so we can discuss I gotta watch Into the Thick of It or Into the Thick of It and Uh, that's a series Thick of It is good that's a series yeah Four Lines is an hour and a half movie was it about what's Four Lines about yeah it's about it's a it's a 
satire like it's a satire basically right and it's a comedy about on what? four guys that are um kind of like radicalizing and becoming terrorists basically uh, okay. but they're like in the uk and one of them is riz ahmed who you probably know and uh so it's a it comedy was, it's a comedy, but it's just so, um, I mean, they're it's so idiots. funny. They're okay. a bunch of prats. They're idiots. They're basically uh, okay. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they're just great, hilariously great stupid. Great premise. Yeah. Well, uh, so Jack, that was a great answer, man. Thank you for that. Uh, Bala, what about you? And uh, do you do you discuss politics like separately with people yeah. or do you try to avoid it? What, what's interesting, when you said that, my initial reaction was, no, I hate talking about politics. Um, but then when I zoomed out for a second, I, I was trying to be honest with myself and say, Two things. One is, yes, I used to talk about politics a lot in my personal life, let's say 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. If for the last like five or eight, I've just been like, oh, it just pisses me off. And I like it just becomes just became this tribal thing. And you kind of can't get to a real logical discussion. Everyone just takes their side. And I'm as someone who's generally kind of tries to be independent uh, in terms of how I think about things, each issue. I just find there's not that many people to talk about in that same way. So I have a couple friends who are similarly inclined, who I do talk to about politics. But most of the time when it comes up, you kind of already know someone's position. They're not really trying to, they're just trying to show they're right most of the time. So it's kind of a waste of time. Um, now, the second point I was going to make is, I would argue we do kind of still talk about politics without us necessarily thinking we are. So like mm. even what yeah, we've yeah. discussed today has got a layer of politics without us right. necessarily like the question is like what is politics and someone might argue well everything is politics talking about technology's place in society and is ai taking on things that has a political lens too if you uh, if yeah. you go bored deep apes. enough bored yeah. apes there we go exactly. well there's a so, famous quote you don't care about politics but politics cares about you ex- so like oh, it'll, yeah, it'll yeah, find yeah. you right exactly it'll find you so yeah, yeah I guess so i would yeah, say i don't I like, necessarily I like that, but, but uh, yeah yeah, I like and so that. I don't. This I'm is not a politics talking podcast about, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, one <laughs> thing I say is like the All In Pod. As much as I like do enjoy it, still listen to it once in a while. They have it's so much politics in it that I just I I, I don't want to listen to politics every week, and I have to like skip ahead. But anyway, um, well, how, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What about? I mean, it's. I wonder if it's the distinction between like talking about politics or talking about politicians. Like maybe there's mm. something. There's something in that distinction oh, where it's yeah. like the characters on stage are the points of uh, discussion more than the underlying things that are going on. Yeah, the, the yeah, characters. I agree with that. I do. I definitely agree with the sentiment that like semantics, isn't it? It's like total semantics. It's like it, talking about like which party is better than the other is like how people think about what politics is. But you're right, but I was like, that doesn't even begin to describe any yeah. of this stuff. Well, actually, another thing, I'm sure all three of us might say, uh, I'll speak for myself and you guys can agree or disagree, probably what has taken me out of that discussing these you know, typical topics around what do you care about social housing, what do you care about reproductive rights, like all those things, which are obviously important topics. But again, I don't know enough about them to really have a, an opinion really worth sharing. Um is like all of us probably care about individual responsibility, right? And like we care about like, okay, you have the power to make a change in your own life and your family's life and that sort of stuff. And so I've become more like that as I've become kind of disenchanted with mainstream politics and essentially that acceptance where you have that feeling at some point where you're like, they're not going to do much for me. I need to do it myself. Like 
in some form. I, right? I love that. Yeah, I'll tell you that why I is that. politics, though, right? Like that is, no, is. a form of politics. And I, I'm not like a libertarian, really. I wouldn't like class myself as that, but that's probably a libertarian idea. Like a lot of libertarians would think that. So, so it, there's 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 complexity in that. But I do think, without me realizing, like a lot of what we cover on the pod for that reason, you could argue is political, right? In, in a way, like we are no, trying to empower me, people to the figure out their own shit. Difference between libertarianism and what you're describing is this. Libertarians actually don't want government intervention, right? They want as uh, yeah. they want free uh, markets. They want people to make their own decisions small for everything. State, yeah. yeah, small, small state. But like the difference with what you're describing, I think is actually quite. It's quite a large difference. The difference is this: it's not that you don't want the government involved. It's like you have a finite pie of attention every day. Yeah, exactly. You can't be worried about what the political fight du jour is. And it's because you have your own life to worry about. And I'm not going to speak for Jack, but I assume it's a similar boat in the sense of like me after I have my kid is like, it's a very Jordan Peterson view. Of the world is like clean your, like below. We know it's like, do your bed, right? Make your bed. It's like, do the, do the small things that you can do. Control within your what home. you can control. Control yeah. what you control. And you know what? That's actually how across millions of people, society actually gets better. Cause I was like, uh, it's very similar to how you described it. in my twenties, especially university, I was very outspoken about everything. Yeah. I was exactly. against the Iraq war. I was like, Oh, here's X, Y, Z, why it's wrong. And it which turned out it was wrong. But the whole point is like, I wasn't going to do anything about it. As just vocal student protester. I have way more impact in people's lives that I care about today as a parent. And by the logic of, if you keep your house in order, you're a good neighbor and you're good within your community. You're not causing problems. It's like, you know, multiply that across everybody. That's a good society. When you, I start caring about people's business, causing friction when I have no idea what I'm talking about, but just because I, it's the tribal uh, topic du jour, that's not a positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would generally agree with that. And I still would say 80, 90% of how I live is kind of the same. And then I think once in a while I realize like, okay, I'm in this kind of tiny bubble. I'm not going to change something across the world or even at a political level but that doesn't mean someone else can't strive to do that like for example sure protesting Other is an interesting can, yeah. example right i've been to lots of protests especially when i was younger i don't really go nowadays but like when i was in my university days 20s that was you know that is like common right like you're going to be going f- and you feel part of something. Now, now you could also say, well, what's the point? Like, am I going to really do anything? I'm one person of 500,000. It's the same thing kind of argument about like voting. It's like, if I don't vote, it's not going to make that much of a difference. But then if everyone says that, it doesn't actually yeah. make a difference. So I would say like, again, without going political, we've seen lots of protests with Black Lives Matter, what's happened in the last month before that Me Too movement. I will say that did raise massive awareness and things have changed. Like even with the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, you can argue if they've you know, changed much. But like the fact that we even know what those things are and there were talking points that came out of it and made us all think like, oh yeah, it's kind of weird that we just accepted that as we should be able to do that as a society. So I do think there is this citizen's responsibility if you choose to, you know, No, I agree with that. you. There's a spectrum. I think yeah, the spectrum exactly. I'm talking about it's are the annoying choice, people, though. are the super annoying people on X that have an opinion about everything. Uh, yeah, and they're trying to cancel everyone. It's just exactly. like shut up. Just, yeah, just you don't need to <laughs> have an opinion life, on man. everything. Deal yeah. with your own life. Just get your life in order, and then that. I think we could probably uh, cap that. Do we? Yeah. Do we, you guys want to talk about SPF or you guys? Yeah, want to yeah. Jack, just last thing, Jack. Did you have anything else before? Because I know me and Trung were going there. So, 
All good. No boys. Perfect. Jack knows. Jack knows. <laughs> all right. Um, are you guys all right for time to cover this last last uh, topic? Yeah, we're do probably... yeah, we don't, we don't do five minutes on SPF now. We probably won't do for a long time. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just do, do it. Minutes. So uh, I didn't get to read Balaji's breakdown of SPF, but from what I saw, it was him breaking down the timeline of how the crypto community was apparently the ones who It was taking the lead. Well, let's we'll do the TLDR, lead, yeah. and let me ask you guys on this. So uh, last week, uh, last Friday, uh, 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 SBF was uh, uh, found guilty on uh, seven fraud charges related to, F obviously, FTX lenders, depositors, uh, and uh, investors. Uh, uh, sentencing is in March. 110 years is on the table, but that's, if you don't take any of the guidelines into consideration, is like, how old he is, repeat offender, can he actually make a positive contribution? totally uneducated guess, but from reading the internet, it sounds like he'll get 20, 30 min be let out in his fifties. Maybe he can make a difference, whatever. That's wow. not something that we're talking about here, but like, uh, let's say he does get out. Cool. Whatever. Uh, the other element that we could talk about is, uh, which is kind of funny. You guys remember we talked about it briefly is like how his bet on Anthropic, like, uh, the eight, so he stole money from uh, depositors, uh, was his own piggy bank. And one of those piggy banks is going to make VC investments. It looks like he might've invested a $500 million check into uh, opening as one of opening as key competitors, Anthropic, which has uh, raised uh, verbal commitments, uh, more than verbal from Amazon and Google over $5 billion. Like this company might make the depositors whole. So that's how insane that part of it is. So I don't know how much I'll play into the sentencing decision because the judge has to make the decision based on the actual charges. But if depositors get- well, That's a crazy story though, isn't it? It's crazy, that dude. He used their money and now- To make fucking <laughs> YOLO crazy. bets. Right? Did you say 500 the, million? That's how much you put down? I think he, I, I, I'm almost certain it's in the yeah, that's nine right. figures. That's right. That's insane. Five, no, it's 500. It was. It was. Called out friends and like, family around, man. It was Jesus like, I think Christ. It was, a, it was between crazy. seed and series A, but like, absolutely bananas and as we've talked about on the show crypto's back up so like a year ago it looked like 10 cents on the dollar now it's like 90 cents on the dollar either way he'll be going go to jail for decades almost certainly okay so that's out of the way here's the other question which is an interesting question which started with this is the balaji article so uh, after the sentencing was done two people got dunk tweeted a lot number one was elon elon had tweeted out uh, uh, SBF is a major Dem donor. They will not prosecute him. He will not go to jail. Balaji also said major Dem donor uh, political parties will not be prosecuted. Now, obviously, the mainstream media is coming out dunking on Elon and Balaji. And uh, you guys can probably guess who I'm sympathetic to here. It's obviously the latter because I actually think the pressure that was put on by the internet community at the time, this is remember a month after Elon, this is a weeks after Elon had acquired Twitter X is like the diff, the, the, the difference between how the New York times and the mainstream media was portraying FTX and SPF dude, SPF spoke at a New York times conference, like three weeks after that CZ tweet and this whole thing had blown up. It was like, when people were like, everybody in the crypto community is like, uh, yeah, we checked the chain. This guy literally stole billions of dollars. It's like anybody that could do primary research, it was quite clear that SBF was running the greatest fraud uh, since Bernie Madoff. Whereas he was getting a a, 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 a massage from the New York Times, right? So uh, that element, so I like your guys' thoughts on that. The Bellagio whole thesis, and he, he timelines it, shows like, well, Coindesk, uh, kind of looked at the numbers. They're the ones that revealed it. That, uh, that's crypto Twitter. There's all these users for months saying, hey, SBF, 
We got a lot of questions. You look like a total BSer. So there's all that. So the question is, do you think those dunks looking back are actually dunks? Or it's like, actually, I think you guys are missing the point here. Without that uproar of pressure and uh, 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 this whole community, like millions of people online being like, yo, this guy ganked us. There was pressure to have something done. Thoughts? Jack, any thoughts, mate? I mean, I think it was just like the amount of noise it made just because of how much damage it did. I find it hard to believe that even without them, it wouldn't have. I mean, I don't know, actually. That, that, how many other people with those size platforms were that vocal? I don't know. I don't know the how the media cycle played out around Madoff. That would be a good comparison. I wonder if he was ever in well, a the comparison like, that, uh, that he media made was like darling Madoff. position. Totally. Madoff was arrested the day after his son called the FBI, but that's also because he admitted, right? Whereas SBF was given, had about a month before he's actually arrested. But the whole mm-hmm. point that Balaji was making was like, if you actually look at the history of crypto Twitter or people in the crypto community, the US government has happily arrested people uh, uh, without maybe having the case sealed and delivered, right? Like they would find a reason mm-hmm. to bring people in. And with SBF, whether it was political donations, whether he was a darling, there was some kid gloves with SBF, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that, that was the that was the thrust of the Bellagio article. So blah, I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely make a valid point. I think um, it's hard to know. Like, I mean, I, I haven't even read the full Bellagio thing. The only thing I will say is I agree. Like that could definitely have an impact on. Oh, now there's a consensus that we're not going to do enough to him, so we need to make sure we go hard on him, whatever. So I'm sure that it did contribute. At the same time, I mean, this guy was running a crazy fraud and no one saw it for a long time. And so, like, there were plenty... Like, we can say, like, the crypto community figured it out after something, you know, leaked or whatever, um, maybe after the CZ tweet. The, bal- the Alameda balance sheet was kind yeah, of... Ba- big- oh, okay, okay, yeah. And so, and respect if, you know, people, you know, uh, dug into that and figured it all out, and I'm sure they did. Uh, but, like, they weren't doing that way before, right? And the VCs who who were out there calling him, you know, the second coming of, you know, Jesus, basically, uh, didn't seem to be doing much due diligence on him, Um and look, I'll be honest, like we were on this pod laughing at his shoe, sh- you know, shoelace. With Brett Harrison, like, former yeah. president and we of Brett, Brett Harrison on here. And from what we can see, fingers crossed, he doesn't seem to be involved. Yeah, and he's he looks not involved. Like, he was not charged, was not yeah, involved. Yeah, I saw he that. posted, I think I shared it in our group chat. Oh, like, yeah, that on was... the day he had a... Cheers. When SPF, yeah, he had a, a, a beer saying cheers because I'm sure someone like him, if he obviously assuming he was innocent... Um, you know, that's going to mess up his life in his own way as well, right? And he's going to have to deal with that himself. By all indications, was uninvolved in this. Yeah, yeah, from what we could see. Yeah, Yeah. and so uh, fingers crossed that's the case. He seemed like a nice guy, so I I hope that's the case. Um, But yeah, so I would just say like, yeah, it seems like, like, I don't want to like call any VCs out in particular, but I saw the Sequoia, one of the Sequoia people posted and lots of people were tweeting back at him saying like, you guys didn't do due diligence on this and put X amount of money into into these guys and and so yeah the truth is like no one like, like we've, we found out eventually and I'm not gonna say like oh I figured it out and someone else didn't because I didn't either like we but we're on Fair the outside enough. you know so it's, it's kind of difficult it sounds like I mean I remember speaking to some people who had interviewed him 
for their pods and for newsletters and stuff. And apparently he was very open. Like he even shared like, he's like, oh, you can log into our investor area and you can read all our numbers and all this stuff. And that, if you were someone who's reading the news saying like, oh, this guy is like this genius and then he's giving you access to all this stuff. I can understand how you would also be duped into not understanding what's going on. So anyway, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have much more to add apart from that, but people should go check out the biology breakdown. We can share it in the show notes. Yep, 100%, man. Perfect. All right, but I think we're running a couple minutes old, but really good chat today. Enjoyed that a lot. Anything else before we wrap up, boys? No, that was meaty, boys. Meaty. Meaty. Yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Let us know what you think. Big AI episode for you today edge of the internet stuff and we'll see you guys next oh and week. also i will throw one thing i've been really appreciating uh reading the comments on youtube i know a lot of people hopping over from listening on oh, the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. and just throwing comments guys it, i mean we check nice. and we we laugh a lot because we respond you, to you, them as well y'all yeah, yeah. are on point with those comments yeah yeah hilarious yeah we appreciate okay. those yeah all right 100%. and uh yeah so let us know what you think of this and we will see you guys on the next one beautiful bye-bye